Hey guys, Anthony here from Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say a huge thank you to uh, everybody who followed us on social media this past weekend or engaged with any of our posts. This past Mania weekend was probably by far the most engagement we've ever gotten uh, since we started doing this. So thank you from the bottom of both mine and Logan's hearts. We do greatly appreciate it. Uh, crossing 2,000 followers on Facebook uh, this past weekend was awesome. Just know we have a lot of great stuff planned for you guys this summer and obviously into next year. And we hope you stick around. Uh, if it's your first time listening to our show, you found us on Facebook this past weekend or on Twitter or TikTok or wherever you found us from this past weekend. And it's your first time listening. Uh, I hope you do enjoy. Uh, typically, these episodes aren't nearly as long. We don't usually go for two hours or, in this case, a two-hour-ish long podcast split up into two. We typically don't go that long, but like I said, on the, on the podcast you're about to listen to, uh, there was a lot to talk about this weekend. The sale of WWE and WrestleMania 39 reactions. Me and Logan cover all that coming up right now. What is up, everyone? This is Noelle Foley, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Have a nice day. Well, let's move on to night two. The morning of night two, uh, CNBC did announce that WWE was near a deal to be sold to UFC parent company Endeavor. Uh, that would not be made official till Monday. Uh, but I think it's noting in the timeline of things because uh, there are people out there. I'm not saying I'm one of them. Cause I'm not. They're like, oh, night night one was Triple H and night two uh, yeah. came back in power, which doesn't really makes sense to me but uh you do you because night two i still think was pretty good yeah uh, for the most part um like i said brock Lesnar versus omas it was fine it was i don't know what you expected from that uh, if you're disappointed Epic. in that match um it was it was it was a it was a, a spectacle match it lasts less than five minutes omas looked great during three and a half of those minutes he was beating the shit out of brock lesnar He's going to go on and fight somebody now over the summer. Uh, again, and like a full-timer, like a big-name full-timer. He'll probably win that feud. Uh, yeah, but Brock Lesnar uh, beating Omos with a nasty F5 at the very end. I've never, yeah. never seen somebody so big at F5 before. No, it, it was your typical Hogan-Andre match. Um, a smaller guy got his back hurt early on. And, you know, he took a bear hug. He took some body slams. Oh, is he going to be able to lift the giant? Oh, no, he fell. He can't lift the giant. A couple minutes later, oh, he lifted the giant and he won. And I saw everyone complain, like, you don't know if it takes people, or it takes multiple F5s to beat so-and-so, but only took Omos one. Well, if we're <laughs> suspending disbelief here, uh, Undertaker knocked King Kong Bundy down at WrestleMania 11. And by knocking him down, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Yeah, he yeah, pinned yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. Hogan slammed Andre, and the reason Andre stayed down for the leg drop is because it was such a big slam. I mean, people just like to nitpick, and it's annoying as shit. 
What did you want him to do? Pick him up and just repeatedly F5 him so that way Omas looked like a bitch? No. Use your brain. <laughs> Use your brain, numb nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this match. It was fine. Uh, the next one, which I think... And this match, uh, you know what I'm going to say? I believe it was the worst match of the weekend. Like, that does not give it justice. Because uh, I don't think there really was a bad match all weekend. No, not, um, not at all. I just, I, I, still... I just, I just think this match was kind of cluttery. Like, there, it, like, it kind of, it just wasn't as. And I'm assuming it's because the the men's the night before was just so awesome. I may have too high expectations for this one. Uh, but I, know, I see a lot of people are upset about the ending of, oh, everybody else did all the work and Ronda and Shane just came in and won. I, I I'm not just nitpicking one person saying that. I've seen that. I see. I saw that posted on the the Reddit discussion threads for this match by multiple people, and those people are obviously just are missed the whole point. Even though the story that was being told during the night, the whole thing was Ronda and Shayna were in were inserted into this match uh, without having to win uh, like a qualifying yep. match, while everybody else had to earn their right to go. And Ronda Shane did nothing during the entire match until the very end where they just came and stole the victory. That's kind of the whole point of the whole story. But I guess I'm fucking stupid. I still (laughs) thought, to me, that the Cena one was worse than this one. Um, I don't know if maybe it's because I expected Marta John, if it was because it was the opening. I thought the six ladies that wrestled for most of the night, or most of the match, did what was needed. I think the big difference between this one and the men's one is that all four men's tag teams have teamed for quite a bit. Yeah. Liv and Raquel are still a little bit new. Natty and Shotzi are on again off again. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are only together because Sonya had to be thrown in for Carmella, which would have also been a short team. And Ronda and Shane are the only two that really teamed together. And as you said, they didn't come until the end. So I think singly they all did well. It's just when they tried to do tag spots and when they all had to be in the ring and that's when it became somewhat of a mess. I still enjoyed it. I still, I said I thought Liv and Raquel should win. They didn't win, but then they won a number one contenders match the next night on Raw, which I already see what this is setting up to. They're probably going to be Becky and lead them. Yep. And then Ronda and Shane are going to challenge them. And they're going to be all bitter because, oh, how'd you get a tag title shot before us? We won the showcase. Um, do you know why Shayna's boot was off or blown up? Or I, I, think, I, I think it broke. Like it just uh, like the like those like the seams came apart or something. Yeah, probably some cheap seamstress from the UFC put it together. <laughs> it was it was honestly it was probably uh, Sasha's husband. <laughs> I know he makes most of the gear for the ladies, um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was a good one. I think Liv and Raquel were the best team in this by far. Yeah, well, I yeah, think... Raquel I think is the next uh, big single star coming up for the women's yeah. division. It's very obvious as the way they position there. Uh, I think the future of women are going to be Raquel, Liv. I think once she gets more traction, Candice LeRae. And then I think Indy Hartwell. That's going to be your four, because um, they always seem to have one big, one little. 
So they're so those are the ones that are going to team with uh, uh, like Becky and Bailey in like WrestleMania eight years from now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think I just think the, the problem is that just there's no women tag teams that like stick that stay together no. for more than like a, a program. Um, which I I, I I I like the idea of a women's tag team championship. Mm-hmm. But you're they're like they're just not taking it seriously. Uh, who's ever no? I'm, when I say they, I mean the creative team at WWE. And I think the uh, problem I, is that so typically when you have men tag teams, you just throw them together. They they usually suck. Like usually, like what is this? Yeah. But the women's division, you threw Nikki Cross and Alexa together, worked out. You threw they're winning they're winning the championships. Yeah, you and the, only, Rhea and the only time and that Liv. happens for the men's is if you get like two main eventers like John Cena and Shawn Michaels right before WrestleMania, yeah. throw them together yep. and they just and they win it because they're fucking John Cena and Shawn Michaels. Like, no offense Man. to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, but they're not the John Cena and Shawn Michaels of the women's division. Right. And like I said, you also had Rhea and Liv, you had uh, Rhea and Nikki. You just you'll have these teams that they throw together and then like I said, they do good. And I think that's the issue is WWE's like, ah, oh, these girls aren't doing anything? Okay. And then at first the fans are like, why the fuck are they together? And then they team up and they do so well. And the fan, oh, okay. You like this? But then they break them up before anything can happen. And like, it's not like a big breakup either. They're just like, they just stop teaming together. Yeah, they stop teaming or one turns on the other and they have like a match. Or, yeah, like, yeah, they break up on a random Raw that like barely anybody watched. So whatever, uh, that's enough about the women's matches or the women's tag matches. Uh, whatever, there it's it was fine. Uh, now, Gunther beating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Whoa! What a match! <laughs> what a match! Uh, like I I don't even know what to say, but in a good way this time. It's just like if there's one match you had to watch from this weekend. Yeah, it was these three. Uh, yeah, it was this one. Uh, Gunther retained. I was getting kind of worried there, a little bit towards the end. I was like, "Are they going to say, oh, they're they're they're?" That's that's when the, that's when you know it's good, when you go into it and you expect the outcome uh, of Gunther retaining, uh, almost certain of it. Right? There's yep. no way they're taking the bell off them. But the, while you're in the middle of the match, you're at the. They have a clock that's 1640. At like the 13 minute mark, the 14 minute mark, you generally believe Sheamus or Drew was about to win like that match. I think there's a couple times like Sheamus hit a, a bro kick on Drew. And I'm like, holy shit, that's it. Like, there's no way Drew's kicking out of uh, a bro kick after everything else that just happened. And then he does. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot Gunther has to win this fucking match. That's, that's yeah, when you I, know you got sold. And I think. I got sold. We will get Gunther and Brock in next year's Mania. I think before then, you hit it at Omos before. I think there's a chance to get Gunther and Omos. Um, I think Omos is the first step giant, kind of like the Big Show used to be. So Gunther will beat him, and then he'll with the Rumble or he'll do whatever, and then he'll get Brock. Um, the big thing going into this match is that Drew McIntyre hadn't resigned as of yet. And. I mean, I don't see them 
letting him leave without a fight. I mean, he's one of their top merchandise sellers. I I, I think those reports are kind of overblown, if I'm yeah. being honest. I, I don't think Drew's leaving uh, anytime soon. From what I read from people that I believe are reputable uh, people, that Drew does have an offer. It's just yep. he's waiting to sign it. And I, you, know, you can take that any other way. I, I, I'm not taking it as he doesn't want to be there. This might be like, I want to make more money. Like, let's renegotiate it. I don't even know if it's about money. I'm wondering if he's just like, "Hey, can I finally get my main event moment back?" Yeah, it could be. It could be literally be anything that he's hung like, up. Like I had, I it had could... to do it in front of nobody. Can I at yeah. least do it in front of somebody? Look at how loud they cheered for me at Clash of the Castle. Yeah, like it, it, it could. It could be anything. It could be like you said. I think like creatively, like hey, can I get like like a main event push here, or hey, can I get more time off like do I have to do every house show can I make like 200,000 more dollars a year I'm assuming it's something more like that not oh Drew's unhappy Vince McMahon's back and he's going to AEW that's not I don't think that's that yeah that's the kind of thing I'm not looking forward to after Vince came back is now any sort of news story it's gonna be because Vince is back I literally saw a TikTok today uh, it was top five people that are probably leaving WWE now that Vince is back. Number one was Johnny Gargano. Number two was Drew fucking McIntyre. Uh, three was um, uh, Karrion Cross. Like essentially everybody, like anybody that's like a Triple H guy. But I don't even see Drew as a Triple H guy. I, no, it's, it's whatever. It's ridiculous. Uh, I. I don't have too much to say. I've, it's just all praise about this match. Uh, me, us telling you how great it was does not do it justice. Uh, nope. M- match of the night for night two, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, just holy shit. It's just uh, a 16-minute beating. Uh, now, this match did surprise me. This next one, the result of this one. Bianca Belair defeating Asuka. Uh, I kind of went into it thinking that both women's championships were going to be dropped here. Um, and I kind of seen somebody, I don't know, I don't remember who exactly it was. I seen somebody comparing uh, this run with Bianca to John Cena of the like the mid two thousands. And uh, in a good way. Yeah, kind of like her whole character now is overcoming odds. Yeah, which. I can see it, and I, I, I like Bianca. I don't think like I'm not tired of her being champion yet. No, not at all. Um, so I don't see her dropping the title anytime soon. Ish. No, like I said, probably. I would say probably. Uh, I know. I keep forgetting how what what fucking month it is. I, know I didn't say soon. Uh, I'm about to say. I think she probably drop it at SummerSlam, but that's I just sh- for her to win at Mania next year. Yeah, I still think it makes sense to lose it right before the Rumble and, you know, tease. Like, she's going to challenge whoever beat her just so she can challenge Rhea. Uh, This match was very good, too. Um, Yeah, this was another one, like you said, people people were upset because Asuka didn't win. Uh, I think they were upset for the wrong reason. My issue with this is kind of the same issue we touched on with Roman is where do you go from here with Bianca? I mean, you said Raquel. Um, 
if not Raquel, I, I think if anything, Bianca could be the one that gets screwed by money in the bank cash in. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think that might be the way to get it off her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe does I don't know. Does Bailey win it and cash in at SummerSlam? Does they do have like Bianca Oscar rematch at SummerSlam? Bianca wins again and then Bailey catches in after. Because uh, I don't know, Bianca looks very strong right now, and oh, yeah. I, and I'm not I and I'm not complaining about it. Uh, I'm not I'm not bored of her quite yet. Uh, this run, I oh, she puts on great matches. I love her character. Uh, what more can I say about the great right. Bianca Belair? She and also for, I don't know. If, uh, I don't think was she at the Raw you went to, or was it a SmackDown? Which one did you go to? I went to Raw. Was well, I went to I went to a Raw taping in Grand Rapids, and a few months before that, I went to a SmackDown taping. Yeah, she was at the Raw taping. Her and Oscar had like a face to face. At least for me, when I've gone, uh, I haven't. I think the last one I went to was last summer, so it's been a hot minute. Uh, Bianca's like one of the hottest, like the biggest pops of the night. Yeah, um, when I went to, I went to a SmackDown in Grand Rapids about a year ago. Um, I was confused because it was around the time Becky was coming back, Liv was supposed to be hot, uh, Bianca was supposed to be hot, and they booed Liv and Bianca and they cheered Becky, but I think that just shows how polarizing Becky is to get people to boo them. Um, I definitely like this match. I hope if anything comes of Mania, it's we saw how good EO Sky was. We know how good Asuka is. Let's finally get them in the ring for a one-on-one match. <sighs> definitely, definitely. Um, I, well, like we kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, Shane McMahon came back. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about Shane? Um. So they did this segment again with Snoop Dogg and Miz. Uh, I thought it was going to be L.A. Knight or Lashley because he came out earlier in the night. Maybe Matt Cardona. I see. I thought a Miz segment like this would have been perfect for Matt Cardona because they're friends in real life. Yeah, you could have you could have had something where Miz was celebrating with like Dolph and Snoop, and then Cardona comes out and Cardona and Dolph and Snoop beat the piss out of Miz. Uh, but uh, Shane came out. Apparently, they were going to do a story with Miz and Shane. And I don't exactly know why. I know they did the best in the world in the tag team bef- title before. But. It did seem kind of weird that it was Shane. Out of like, anybody that, that was there that weekend that you could pull for like, like the, the annual. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania nostalgia pop. This is a uh, whatever. Well, like I said, they were going to do something with Shane after too. Like it sounds like there's maybe a storyline coming out of this, and you're going to have the Miz who has laid it out for weeks on Raw, helping to continue various feuds, and then you're going to have Shane come out. But Shane went for a leapfrog, blew his shit right out. Um, I don't want to say I was happy. But <laughs> I'm glad that we're not having a Shane storyline. Um, so then the referee then told Snoop Dogg to audible. 
he hit what I call on Twitter the player's elbow. And then Snoop Dogg posed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I hope Shane doesn't come back. I do find it funny that the rumor when he got quote-unquote fired after that one Royal Rumble is that Vince said he will never receive a pop as long as I own the company. <laughs> and then Shane came out. I noticed he got teary-eyed, and I got a question. Why the fuck were people cheering for him? It's, uh, people, people do like him. I know, I know, Why? I know, I know it's hard for you to believe, but there are people out there that think Shane McMahon is entertaining. He's a bloated, out-of-shape, sweaty mess who can't throw a real punch to save his life and clearly didn't give a damn to get in shape for this, which is why he blew his shit out doing a typical leapfrog. I, if, if anyone looked worse than Vince over Mania weekend, it was Shane's Larry the Tomato Face. Wow. Would you say there was a, there was a crack? You heard the crack in his knee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know why it was Shane either. He... It would not be my first choice. Not my first choice. Not your, I, I, not, not probably not your six hundred choice. You probably could find five hundred ninety nine people you'd rather see go out there. I thought you. Uh-huh. I thought you were in L A. on on the roof of SoFi with a sniper rifle. The way he went down. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> like, uh, Logan is pissed. I was, and again, I put it on Twitter. I I forget what I was doing. I wasn't like fully paying attention. You know, to mid segment. Yeah, and I don't know if you do this too, but when you know someone's gonna come out, but you don't know who, you're kind of on your phone and you're just listening. Yeah, and I was going on Twitter, and then all of a sudden I heard, "Here comes the money," and I just said, "Fuck my ass," and I looked Fuck up, and I just ass. and I just looked at it, and there was Shane bobbing and weaving, and I, I, I'm, have you seen those um, Twitter quote bots? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm try to get one made of those with you saying with a picture of Shane in the background saying "fuck my ass." <laughs> that could be our first shirt. <laughs> Looking, fuck my ass. Yeah, I'll wear uh, I'll wear that one around. But that's that's be like the APA shirt, always pounding ass. Um, and then I also said on Twitter too, the Miz. And I mentioned earlier, he deserves his flowers. I mean, the numerous championships he's won, he's another one of those guys that'll do anything for the company. This proved it. Uh, I don't know what else Miz could have done, but he he was a good um, host. He didn't overstay his welcome. He didn't bring out Hulk Hogan to kind of blather on. Thank God. He did his thing, and he left. This is one person I'd hate to see more than Shane McMahon. It might have been Hulk Hogan. See, uh, Hogan at least can come out and talk, and he's he's an actual legend and a real Hall of Famer, and 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 not not scum. <laughs> so, God, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um. The 
Hell in a Cell match was after this. Thankfully, they saved the day. Uh, uh, to be honest, I was, I was at work during this match. Uh, it was one of those times, like I said, where uh, all we you know all week they were like, "There's nobody uh, to bother yep. me." But you know, when I get there and there's a match I want to watch, it's uh, there's suddenly five thousand people that need my attention. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I didn't see much of this match. I seen Finn Balor get his head absolutely busted open. Oh yeah. Um, no Gangrel, no Christian. Yeah. Um, Edge came out as Brood Edge, but didn't come out to the Brood theme. He shared it with Slayer and then went into his normal theme. Um, I don't know why Gangrel and Christian, or there wasn't a bloodbath. or I mean, it, it was a good match. It was just calling him Brood Edge is comical. It's like when they used to call Kane Corporate Kane. I, I don't know. Like, if, I just don't want this to be another character in a game. Demon Kane. Or Demon Kane. Corporate Kane. Bray Wyatt. Fiend Bray Wyatt. Edge. Brood Edge. I, I, I was kind of like skeptical of the... Um, uh, Christian involvement. I thought that uh, Gangrel would at least have a chance because he, I think he even posted on social media like he was on his way to LA. I was like, okay, that kind of gives it away. He's going to be there for sure. I saw that too, and I didn't know if maybe he was doing some sort of wrestling convention in the area because I know cons always try and. We had that. Right, WrestleCon was that weekend. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if he was there, but it made sense to me. I just thought it. They would be someone that would help fend off the Judgment Day. Um, yeah. But Edge won. I'm curious to see what Edge does now. He hinted last year that he was going to retire in Canada this coming year. So, you know, Bon Voyage to Edge. We'll have to see exactly what he does. In Balor, it seems like Judgment Day, he's teased new members. Um, at one point, they talked about it potentially being Eric Young. At another point, they mentioned Tommaso Ciampa. I'm just curious who ends up joining Judgment Day. Especially with White Hot Dominic, the leader Finn, and women's champion Rhea. Maybe Priest will be able to do something. And yeah, only the on 24-7 title was still around. He could have won that one. Yeah. Uh, now the main event... The main event, the subject to much anguish across the WWE universe uh, in a night where it seemed too good to be true, it was, as Cody Rhodes lost uh, yeah. to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns retains the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Uh, I, I thought this match was great. Uh, even oh, like, yeah. the, like at, I will say this, at the on the night, I I was I was upset, um, but now that it was it been seventy two hours since then, multiple days yeah. have passed. Not as angry, um, or I don't want to say angry, like frustrated. I'm still confused about the booking decision because I I made my point. Uh, last week, if 
this is probably the hottest Cody Rhodes will get. Like, you can't guarantee that he'll be as popular as he is right now, like a couple months from now, whether it be at right. SummerSlam or next year's Mania. Whenever that, if, if if Cody Rhodes is your guy to beat him, which I, which right now I doubt that he is the guy to beat him. Um, because if he was the guy to beat Cody or to beat Roman, he would he would have done it uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think so. Because I talked about it with. Bianca, they they booked themselves in a corner, and Paul Heyman even mentions it in the promos. He's beaten Brock, Bray, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Cena, uh, Seth, Logan Paul, McIntyre, now Cody. There's not very many believable people out there. I know uh, the one answer that everyone has that oh the, well there's the Rock look the Rock they're actually not gonna do it all right at most now and if the, the Rock does do it Cody. if the Rock does do it that would be such bullshit <laughs> yeah, I I love and, the Rock and, the Rock is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time but the Rock is not the one to beat Roman Reigns uh, I wanted if, to touch if, on this when we meant we're talking about Cena. The big difference between Cena's schedule and Rock's schedule is I've noticed Cena will be honest with them. Because you'll see reports where they're like, oh, they wanted Cena for this pay-per-view, but he said he's busy. Or, oh, they wanted to do this with Cena, but he said he's not going to be there long term. Well, it always seems like you get The Rock. Oh, I'll see you down the road. Oh, next time we face in the ring. It's like, you're not. Stop. Like you're like, Go back to Hollywood. You're done. Like, and if he does come, it will be only be for one night. Like he's not gonna win no. the match. Like, and if that's the what you wanted to have happen, Roman versus The Rock versus Roman versus The Rock for the championship, it should have happened this year in LA with Roman winning again. Right? And then prolong the yeah. Cody climb for another year, right? But now yeah. you kinda already blew that already. Cause now like because I said it last week when we talked about predictions. Now, like, what was the point of Cody doing all of this now for the past, like, three months? I don't because know. Now, they're, they're, it's, I'm trying to figure out what kind of match it's going to lead to. Well, Cody Cody's going to go on to fight Brock now. Yep. That seems... But With, what happens next after that? So, I think Cody ends up beating Brock... Um, I've also wondered if they do announce a draft, if they do a triple threat match where both titles are on the line, Cody gets a pin, Roman gets a pin, both on Brock, they're both the champions of the respective brands, and then Brock, because I know Brock wants to leave, he's, he's talked about that, he's been kind of vocal that he's nearing the end, um, so I thought maybe they'd go that route, like I said, I find it I, I find the people that say they're going to quit watching WWE and this is why AEW superior um, just because they didn't get their way. The match was great. Uh, I don't want this to lead to Cody talking about, you know, a Paul Heyman took money out of his pocket and food out of his daughter's mouth. How hard times are coming for Cody. I don't want him to just be his dad, but that's what they're making it seem like. The other comparison I've seen with this is 2012 Cena. Yeah, because well, um, they had the shot at the end of him looking sad. 
and then Brock jumped to the next night on Raw. Yeah, which is fine, but I, I just a year just seems far away. Uh, I I think it'll be bigger. It, it does seem far away, uh, but it'll be WrestleMania 40. If for whatever ungodly reason Roman holds the title till then, he'll have passed Hogan, I believe, for days in a row. I don't know if that's what they're going for because there's no way anyone's going to touch Bruno or Backlund. Um, yeah. Hogan, you can at least touch, and then it's like, oh look, you beat Hogan. I'm certainly not a part of a wait-and-see mentality with all things, but I think with this, I think I told you that if Cody wouldn't have gotten hurt, then I think we would have seen him and Roman feud earlier. Maybe Roman beat him with some chicanery. Then Cody win the, like, and do something like an AEW. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that anyway. Oh, if you lose this match, you can't get a heavyweight title shot. Ha, ha, ha. And then he'd enter himself in the Rumble and win. And it's like, this is my last chance. This is all I can do for a year. And then he finally beats him. Um, as much as people want to blame this on Vince, Triple H is a student of the game. Yeah. And in the 80s, I know they don't do it a lot now. And I know there's some examples where they didn't do this. You do have to scratch and claw. Um, it's easier for a babyface to chase a heel than a heel to chase a babyface. Especially since Cody's not the biggest. So, you know, your Romans, your Brocks, you could believe could beat him. Um, and I know everyone, I, the big one I see is, could you imagine if they would have made Warriors scratch and claw to beat Hogan? Listen, Warrior's a piece <laughs> of shit. But Warrior looked like he could beat anyone's ass. Yeah. All right, He didn't go out there and cry about his dad, cry about his daughter. Could you imagine if Austin wouldn't have beat Shawn Michaels if he had to scratch and claw again? Stone cold to Shawn Michaels. He's going to go out there and beat his ass. Cody is the type of babyface that does need this uphill climb. And I mentioned it to you. Also, Paul Heyman said that by Cody not winning, he's going to be a bigger star. Now... I know there's a disagreement with that, but yeah. I think that with someone like Paul Heyman saying it, and we do want to wait and see, because if he's the mad genius, plus I thought about it today, isn't he, I know he was with Brock, is he heavily involved in the Roman storyline, like the backstage, like he was with Brock Lesnar? I think so. So, I mean, I, I, I think, don't think I, Paul... I think it's Paul, Roman, and Trips. Yeah, I would say I don't see Paul Heyman letting Triple H or Vince McMahon screw up not only a Roman Reigns storyline, not only a Cody Rhodes storyline, but a Paul Heyman storyline. So, yeah, I do think Cody would have had a bigger pop winning at Mania, but I wouldn't be surprised if with the bullshit they put him through the next few months, whether it's for a year, whether it's six months that he gets a tremendous one when he finally does end up winning. Yeah, and I think that that'll be something we'll we can disagree on. Um I I just don't think that there's a uh, there's no guarantee that by the time WrestleMania 40 uh Cody will be as popular as he is right now. That's Right, yeah. Um like a lot can happen between now and then. Like I don't I don't wish this upon him. 
uh, like you could get hurt, and then now that moment is gone forever, essentially. Because uh, if he's if he's injured and he misses Mania forty, and they have to call an audible, now you lost out on potentially one of your actually for the first time in a long time a universally liked babyface, which is something they've been trying to do uh, for a while. Um, and like, like, we, like me and Logan disagree on this, and there's a lot of disagreement uh, with a lot of our uh, followers on Facebook. They had a lot to say uh, about this main event. Um, we'll start here with Jeremy Gibson. Jeremy Gibson went on to say, Cody should have won that match for sure. And of course, Roman needed help from the bloodline. That's kind of what I've been saying. Uh, well, it kind of, you're kind of going in kayfabe there. But I do believe Cody should have won the match. Uh, Casanova Winters commenting I hate WWE for not giving Cody his moment I'm sorry I'm a bloodline guy but this was the time uh, I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name Jose Jose Josie Josu something Fur senior from Bronx New York what happened to Bray Wyatt I don't know what happened to Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt uh, I think he just didn't show up he's being a little bitch if I have to say so myself uh, Haley Kessler posted a gif of Roman saying light work it was light work for Roman that day Earl Jeanson the third I bet Cody's regretting that move from AEW uh, I don't think so I think he is much happier where he is right now uh, David says that doesn't work for me brother acknowledge me Roman Hogan the picture of Hulk Hogan awesome David Cleveland saying WWE doing WWE things. It was a WWE show for sure. Uh, Rick says Roman won fair and square. No cheating here. One for Hawaii and the world. Hopefully we have seen the last of Cody Rhodes. That's something we didn't really touch on. Solo did help Roman win. And that's um, the, the aggravating point that I had on social media is everyone being like, well, if Roman beat Cody, then how are they going to continue the storyline? Is Cody just going to ask for another match? Motherfucker, he got cheated. That's his whole... That's, he, he can come out and go, ah, you know, I didn't have help. Why did you need help? And then it can go from there. Uh, I... I don't know. I I wish I would have saved it, but someone did. How now? How is Cody going to challenge again? Are you serious? How can anybody challenge? Did you did you not see? Uh, but right, as Pierce says yet again, Roman can't defend his belt without help. Getting a joke now. Feels so bad for Cody tonight. Great wrestling match ruined by outside interference. Guess here's to another 365 days of part timer Roman as champion. I am done with WWE. Part timer. Uh, yeah. Zachary. Uh, Zachary says absolutely. We only like part timers when we choose to like them. Yeah. Zachary Lake says absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, a lot of a lot of people that that, uh, that follows were not uh, too happy. Uh, bad choice, if you ask me. This is Mark. Mark Crockwell, Batch was you asked me tonight should have been Cody's night. Roman is a solidified star. He has a match with The Rock in the future. Cody deserves oh. this. Well, I mean, if Cody's supposed to win it because Roman has a match with Rock in the future, then there's a reason that Roman kept it. Uh, Scott McIntosh says adrenaline left his soul. <laughs> uh, D- 
David Cleveland says, but my interest in Roman Reigns title match is over now that they are officially going for some cringe-ass thousand-day shit. That got eight likes. Like, I don't think him going for a thousand days is a is cringe. Yeah, I've never understood that with wrestling fans either. Um, if they want to beat a record, that's fine. But when they start talking about like specific days, that's when they're like, ooh, no, ooh, no, ooh. Well, usually, and usually when they start talking about days, that's usually a sign of them, they're about to lose it. Yeah. That just seems kind of like history. So, I... I don't know. I don't know when exactly Roman's going to lose it now. I I did honestly think it, it was going to happen on Sunday. Now I have no idea. Uh, uh, it just proved dirt sheet writers wrong again because, remember, Roman was supposed to lose and then take time off. He was supposed to be gone until about SummerSlam. Well, he, he could be. I mean, you never know. He could he could do the backlash match. And, and like, if he... I mean, he's he, does, he, does, he doesn't wrestle... He, he doesn't <laughs> wrestle that much. If you think about it. <laughs> Uh, Jason Jenkins, I only got a couple more. Jason Jenkins says, This is garbage. I'm a longtime fan. Has just come back mm. to the company since Triple H took over creative. I signed back up for the network after more than five years away. This decision reeks of Vince. This was a perfect opportunity to get belts off Roman in a logical way that meant something. Bad decision, build up completely worthless. I'm gone. If Vince is ruining is running everything again, I can't do this anymore. I canceled network and I'm done for good. I've been a fan since nineteen ninety one and they effed us again. I think that's kind of more dramatic there. Uh Jason Jenkins. And you didn't cancel the network unless you're over in Europe. You canceled Peacock. Get it right. <sighs> well, I, he might not know the difference. That's okay. Um, but I kind of, let's kind of get a transition to the last thing I do want to talk about on here before we wrap it up. I know this is another long episode. We usually, people listening, we usually don't go this long, especially back to back. But it's just been such a hectic week with wrestling uh, news and obviously wrestling the weekend. And uh, you know who uh, you, you know who we have to truly thank or thank when we do longer episodes like this. Who? Our wonderful sponsor, Anchor. Oh, thank you, uh, Anchor. I don't. I don't know if they're uh, an actual sponsor anymore, though, Logan. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> oh, we might have to cut that then. Uh, yeah, their our uh, ambassador ad uh, ended and has not been renewed, so they are currently not a sponsor. But uh, oh, all right, well, cut that then. Cut that. <laughs> I don't know. I'll leave it in there. They should, Anchor should pay us for doing our uh, podcast on their platform. We could go anywhere. Uh, just the last thing. We don't have to do too much on this. There's not much to say on it. Uh, you know, it, it, it will probably go down as probably one of the biggest events in WWE history outside of the ring. Uh the UFC and WWE will merge, uh, teaming up uh, to form a $21.4 billion. They, NPR calls it a sports entertainment company. Yeah. I'm sure and UFC fans are going to love that one. I, first thing I, I want to address, because again, I've seen this online, and if you don't understand, you're a dummy. They're not literally becoming one unit. Like, UFC's not going to be 
any more scripted than it already is, and WWE is not going to become a combat sport. They will still be their own things and I, and, under one umbrella. And I know they're going to be technically owned by the same company, but I highly doubt we're even going to get UFC fighters like in a wrestling match. No. They might show up at ringside like to promote, like, oh, hey, look, it's... Uh, I don't even know any UFC fighters actually fight anymore. Like, whoever. Uh, at ringside, they got UFC pay-per-view next weekend right here in Las Vegas. Yeah. And the Endeavor, um, uh, the owner, the president, whatever he is, he said, um, essentially, he's going to be hands-off. Dana White is still going to run UFC. Vince McMahon and crew will still run WWE. Uh, Nick Khan is going to be the, what is, what is he considered, the president. Vince McMahon is going to be chairman again. It seems I saw today he's going to have, have majority ownership again. Um... Yeah, essentially everything's going to be running exactly the same as it was. Like yeah. all the the only thing that's going to change, and I know like no disrespect to wrestling fans, you know we want them to listen to this, to us. Uh, sometimes aren't the brightest. Put it lightly. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's happening is on the business side, like marketing, they're going to merge together because. A lot of the guys at WWE and UFC, they're doing essentially the same job. Yep. Like they're going to come and work together as a team and negotiate sponsorships, TV deals, whatever, together. Because, uh, you know, you can get a lot more money saying, hey, we're going to offer you UFC and WWE uh, yeah. programming. Won't give us $2 billion to air it, whatever. And then Endeavor is getting a new name. They come up with a new name. Yep. I know a lot of people thought that WWE and UFC are getting a new name because they're going to be one now. That's not the case. It's no. still going to be called WWE. It'll still be called UFC. And and honestly, I don't think this is a very good deal for us fans either. Not Nothing necessarily is going to change on TV, per se. But Endeavor, uh, for those of you that don't know, is kind of a soulless company. Oh yeah. Um, at least with the the Saudis, even though they are horrible humans and they commit genocide and uh, war crimes and shit like that, um, they want to spread uh, propaganda and look put themselves in a better light. So they would uh, do things to make like fans happy. Uh, but we obviously, I would rather not have. The Saudis own WWE, even though that would happen. But Endeavor, I would expect ticket prices for events to go up yep. uh, shortly. Uh, I hope you're enjoying, uh, for those of you that get Peacock for free through Xfinity or you pay $5 a month for it uh, to watch pay-per-views, I would expect that to go away soon. Uh, I've, I, have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that wrestling premium live events are probably going to be put on uh, something like ESPN Plus for 50 bucks a pop again. So enjoy that. I don't think it'll all happen at once. No, it's not going to happen all at once. I think we'll still, you'll still have Peacock and then first... They they actually still have contracts in place that will have to be fulfilled. I'm talking about when the network deals come up uh, especially with Comcast 
Universal and uh, Fox. All those are going to be renegotiated with WWE and UFC together. UFC fans have to pay like I think it's like 30 to 40, 50 bucks per pay-per-view event that they have. Yep. WWE is going to be on that boat. Where, wherever they go to next, whether it's ESPN, most likely, because ESPN loves the UFC. That's part of the mega sound part for ESPN+. Plus. WWE will probably move there. That would be my prediction sometime within the next, whenever that contract's out. I don't, I don't know exactly when, but when that's up, I'm assuming they're probably going to move to ESPN and uh, Disney or whatever. I think it'll start out with Mania, and then it'll move to the Big Four, and then it'll move to like your Money in the Banks, and then it'll finally move to the bottom um, premium live events. And I'm wondering if they'll structure it like UFC, where like, oh, it's WrestleMania, it's eighty dollars. Oh, it's Backlash, it's forty bucks. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I saw people talking about is when. UFC first went to Endeavor. People like Chuck Liddell got fired. Like, oh, they had lifetime contracts. It's like I, I wouldn't call it a lifetime contract. Like, well, that's going to happen to WWE now. It's like really, so Endeavor is going to come in and a Stone Cold, a Undertaker. Sorry, we're going to fire you. No, the the difference is Chuck Liddell was still trying to fight, and I still think he still tries and like Bellator. And sure, he had his fans, but people didn't want to watch him fight anymore. So as long as there's no one hanging on, it's not going to happen on the WWE side. Do I think some backstage people might lose their job? I would say yes, if there is anyone that's still there. But the only long terms you've got are Bruce and Hayes. And neither of them are going to go. No. Um, I think it's probably good that Tony Chimmel got fired when he did and that Howard Finkel got sick <laughs> and died when he did. Same with Tim White, because I think they'd be on the chopping block. But I'm not too worried about it with this. Um, I do... I, I love all of the websites backtracking. Oh, well, well, we said there might be a sale to Saudi Arabia. We, we didn't start these rumors. And to be fair... Um... The rumor started with one guy who isn't necessarily credible. He's one of those guys that, like, he just throws a thousand darts to the wall and, like, yep. a couple of them stick. Um, but what got me, and which is why I initially posted it on our socials, was there's a uh, an insider, quote-unquote, on uh, Reddit who goes by Kermit. And up to that point, everything he has said or leaked out has come true. So and he even said... At the time, that night, that Saudis bought WWE. So I believe that. Um, and the interesting part in this, um, so Raw After Mania wasn't good. Um, and it's supposedly Vince was back, you know, back in control, which I'll have to wait a few weeks to decide because, I mean, maybe Triple H just had a bad Raw After Mania. Maybe the company just got bought. And you know they didn't have things solidified just yet. Also, we'll like what... even okay, even if it, Vince was back there, it's, it could have been like a one-time deal. Like he is the Raw after Mania, right? He was obviously there. He has not been at every Raw before yeah. then, or every TV taping or whatever. He was obviously there. He might have just got out of hand, 
right? Like, slid back into what's normal, comfortable for him, and just took it over. And like, are you like, and if you're, and this this might be like a big conflict, actually. Like, it might be something like Triple H is like, hey, this is mine. I'm the head of creative, but Vince, you know, I, I, are you gonna say no to Vince though if he says something? Yeah, I know he said, and people took it with a grain of salt that he wasn't gonna be involved in creative in the weeds. He'll be yeah. the high up. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that'd necessarily be bad because I think Vince still can have good ideas. I just think now he needs a filter as opposed to being the filter. Um, I do find it funny that whenever anything goes bad, now it's Vince's fault. Yeah, well, like, it's, been, it's, been, it's been like that for a while though. Yeah. Um, I. I also read that apparently Endeavor was not impressed with how Vince ran the show. The amount of script changes, the amount of this, the amount of that. And the rumor is Triple H is going to run SmackDown. And they're going to see how they like that. And from there, they can make the call on if they want Vince running it. I honestly don't think Vince gives a shit anymore. Vince has his money for the sale. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'd be surprised if... Vince stays in this current position for more than a year. Yeah, I think he is there. Well, it was the whole reason he came back. Was the to yeah. sell the company to transition the company to be there for TV sales. Yeah, and, and once, once that's all sell, over, it's uh-huh. he. he I, don't, I think he might go back uh, to retirement. I'm or, wondering if that's why Shane was brought in, because I, I know I I don't like Shane a lot, and I talk about him a lot. But, if you remember, he wanted Vince to sign Pride, he wanted Vince to purchase UFC, he wanted to put ECW on the internet, he wanted to do all this YouTube stuff. He's got a mind for the future, as long as it doesn't involve him wrestling. So maybe Vince Or, or booking a Royal Rumble. Yeah, so maybe, <laughs> so maybe Vince knew this and was like, hey, or maybe Triple H was like, hey, can we maybe get Shane involved in this and Stephanie doesn't want to be. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't... I don't see Vince doing this. Like I said, I think Vince lost his love for the business. Or maybe he didn't even lose it. Maybe once he beat his competition, he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And then when AEW came around, maybe at first, he's like, oh, competition. But then he lost interest. And yeah. with all the money he just made, he doesn't care anymore. All yeah. his guys are gone. I mean, Cena's on his way out. Taker's done. Brock's on his way out. Austin had his last match. He doesn't have anyone. He doesn't yeah. have a bond with anyone like he did before. If, if if I know anything about Vince from us doing the show, whatever we say, we, things gonna happen. The exact opposite will happen. Yeah. So Vince will probably be around and be in charge of creative for the next five years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if that happens, <laughs> that means WWE is gonna go out of business. All these people are gonna quit. Well, to be honest, I I know it's highly unlikely now. 99% chance it won't. That we're kind of at the point where it's like kind of too big to fail at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think I made the same argument back when we first talked about it. Uh, it's not it's not a family owned business anymore. Like there right. is, there isn't somebody who's gonna run it through rough waters because they just love it. Like yeah, what happens maybe like 20 years from now? Right, Vince is. I don't know. He might Dead. still be alive. <laughs> Who knows? No. Uh, and is owned by a company that doesn't really necessarily respect the sport of pro wrestling 
maybe by then, oh, yeah. like wrestling isn't that popular anymore. You know, it's not really that popular today. It, it's but it's still doing pretty good numbers comparatively. Uh, but like, what what's stopping whoever owns Endeavor or whatever the new company is twenty years from now from just dropping it? Right. Yeah, it's like what happened to WCW. Yeah. Once once they lost Ted to fund it. Yep. Once we once it started losing money and it wasn't worth the investment, there's nobody that has like that sole interest in the company anymore to do it. I don't think it will happen. I think obviously WWE is way bigger than WCW was at that time. Oh yeah. Uh, they're still popular. They're making money over fist. And this is kind of where I want to end it on because I know uh, for US fans listening, you're probably going to see uh, over the next couple weeks here, UFC fans are going to be upset about it. I don't know why oh, UFC yeah. fans have this been dead against wrestling, even though half of their fighters take, take notes from wrestling to sell you their fights. Yep. But whatever. Uh, just remind them that uh, the UFC parent company, uh, they bought WWE for $9.9 billion. Oh, yeah. That is more than what Disney paid for Star Wars and Marvel combined. Yep. I just want to put that out there. Disney bought the rights for Star Wars, all of Star Wars, when the the biggest franchises in the world, $4 billion, they paid for that. And then probably the second biggest one or another one of the biggest ones have one of the hottest uh, movies every year, uh, Marvel. They bought it for $4 billion. Granted, it was back in 2009, probably worth a little bit more now. Uh, but yeah, $8 billion to buy Star Wars and Marvel or $9 billion for fake wrestling. Fake wrestling ran by Gomez Adams and his <laughs> fat tomato face son. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Pros and Proverbs. Uh, if you made it this far, this will probably be broken up, actually, be broken up into two parts for this one. We went almost two hours, Logan. Wow. Two whole hours. Uh, so if you made it this far, you obviously enjoy us somewhat. Uh, if you're somehow not following us on any social medias, uh, the link for those will be in the description. Uh, if, pro- you, uh, if you listen to this, you got all the way here. I want you to go to our most recent YouTube video and put in the comments, Tomato Face, and then we'll know that you've made it here. <laughs> tomato Face. You do that. Oh, we got a lot of great stuff planned here coming up this summer, uh, so stay tuned for that. We'd, we're not going to ask it yet, but Logan and I probably got some good news here. Yeah, we uh, we should have three um, I guess conventions or events lined up. We're not going to say which ones. Uh, but then I'm also, this next weekend, not as a press pass, but I am going to go to the Square Circle Expo down at Indianapolis, Indiana. going to meet the likes of Kurt Angle, Barbarian, uh, Shane Douglas, quite a few more wrestling legends. That should be a fun time. But like Anthony said, we have more coming uh, in the future. I'm working on something about Michigan or Detroit, Michigan professional wrestling as we speak. And as always, you know, we've got the Vince McMahon storyline happening. And as does happen with our channel, uh, I'm sure Bray Wyatt and CM Punk will come back. <laughs> if you want to hear about any of those, uh, make sure you're uh, subscribed to us on YouTube channel. We're going to start uploading these podcasts uh, every week to YouTube as well. 
So for our so if you're a first time listener on YouTube, thank you for coming. Uh, yeah. If you want to go back and look at our lo- at our channel log, I will be uploading some of our historical ones. That kind of are kind of timeless. That aren't really necessarily uh, like I wouldn't re-upload this one per se because it's mostly about WrestleMania from like now present. Right. Like if you're you know I'm not gonna upload it. Well, you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. Thank you for listening. Go back and listen to our log or our episode log on Spotify or Apple. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, follow us and. Uh, Give us a like, because if you follow us more, we can uh, have a lot more opportunities, we'll say. More opportunities. We love opportunities here. So until next time, I'm Anthony, that's Logan. Thank you for listening.